Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we're going to revisit a conversation I had with the great culinary chef and genius David Chang, who at the time, by the way, had just released the second season of his Netflix series, Ugly Delicious. Up next, David Chang. Let's go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. This week, we're bringing you a throwback, an interview with chef and restaurateur David Chang. And by the way, when we recorded this podcast, it was just when this show started. And almost like rap music, people didn't know if it was going to continue. Now look at us. We're still going strong as ever, like David Chang. And this episode, again, is about food because it's meant to be enjoyed and savored. I know you appreciate the microwave. I know you like fast food. But trust me, there's something to marinating, seasoning, putting it in the oven, putting it on the grill, and watching your creation, your parents' creation, whoever's cooking, watch that creation called food become a masterpiece. That's something we all have in common. Eating. That's part why I love asking guests on this show time and time again about their favorite restaurants, especially in their hometowns. Coming up, we'll talk to David about his appreciation for food that is ugly, but still delicious. What New York restaurant culture means to him and what he's ordering off the menu at his favorite food spot. Up next, David Chang. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What up, doe? Welcome to the latest episode of The Renaissance Man, sponsored by The New York Post. I'm your host, Jalen Rose. And you guys hear me talk so very often about how I love to get in the kitchen and get down, get in the on the grill and make some food for my family and friends and buying food. And it's just a labor of love to me. But now I got to take a back seat. <laughs> the next gentleman on the show, he's not only a restaurateur, but he's a television star. I watch your show. I see you blowing up on Netflix. Congratulations. The host, the producer of Ugly Delicious, David Chang, is joining me. Welcome to the program. I'm so very honored to be on your show, Jalen. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the love. So I had to make the transition from being on the floor to now being in front of the camera. What was it like for you to do the same in your profession? I'm still in transition, you know, because... Being a chef and being a personality, I can only imagine how difficult that must have been for you, right? To to think in a completely different way. And, you know, what's what makes you talented as a chef is actually going to be terrible as a personality. So the one thing that I, I, I think I try to focus on, which could be considered an Achilles heel as well, but certainly a strength is just to be. And, uh, you know, that's what I try to do in my food. And, and as I learn to be a better listener and and uh, speak about topics and stuff like that. Can you explain the concept behind Ugly Delicious? Yeah, I mean, it sort of started out as a joke because on Instagram, you see all these influencers and all these chefs posting this super glossy lifestyle of all this food that absolutely looks gorgeous. But it dawned on me, that's not how real people eat. And that's, while it looks good, it's not the only thing that's delicious. And in fact, I was like, I grew up with a lot of the foods that I learned to be embarrassed about and then learned to appreciate. And if I look at it from a, a white perspective, it's ugly as hell. And I was like, it's all about perspective, right? And that's when I wanted to sort of say, there's more than one way to describe this. And, and a paradox, an oxymoron of ugly and delicious was the most appropriate way to just, to talk about just food that isn't just things that you see on social media, but the foods that you know are delicious and is beautiful to one person and ugly as hell to another. Growing up in Detroit, unfortunately, in a single parent home, there were times where we had to scramble for meals. So I ate mayonnaise sandwiches and syrup sandwiches and drank sugar, milk and sugar water. So when you say ugly, delicious, that reminded me of that when I was frying smelts or bologna sandwiches and cutting slits in the side. So what are some of the things that you can recall eating that fall into that category for you growing up? I just made something today for my wife and my my son. It really looks not good. I mean, it's it's like um, <laughs> you take some beans. I, I took some white beans and I soaked them and then I pureed them. So they, it looks all gnarly. And I cooked some pork belly. So basically fresh bacon and some kimchi. And one of the reasons I love my wife is that's the food that she wants to eat. And, you know, when I first met her, I was like, she probably just likes the finest stuff. It has to look a certain way. And again, it's judging a book by its cover. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not true. And 
you know, it's a very Korean dish. It's a very hardcore dish. And I think in 2020, there's a lot of things that we should be upset about. But one of the things that we can celebrate is having the ability to not be embarrassed about the things that you find to be delicious or how you are raised. You know, I'm sure maybe later in life you were like, I don't want to tell people I was drinking sugar milk, you know, or, or bologna sandwiches. But it's like, Forever. Nostal- you know, but nostalgia is a funny thing. Now it's like, you know what? That's what I did. And it brought me happiness and it. It, it got me to where I am today. So, no, I'm not embarrassed about it anymore. So there's a lot to be learned from your past. On Ugly Delicious, you also do something that I'm pretty sure a lot of people appreciate. You dabbled in making baby food. Yeah. Can you give people out there some tips? In particular, one of my producers, Jamila, who's currently pregnant and can have her baby at any day now. Well, Jamila, the best tip I have when your child starts to eat solid food is start to give them everything that you don't think they would ever eat because they don't know anything. They've never tasted anything. So you should don't make any assumptions, you know, like carrots. I don't like carrots, but if you cook them down and you puree them, you don't have to buy the store-bought stuff either. It's like, that's something I took a lot of pride in making every meal. I gave things to my son. I never thought he'd like to eat. You know, and then you start to get an idea of what he likes. And now he eats just about everything. And I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard. But, you know, the, the thing that I kept on going to is I wanted to basically train my son to like the things that I like to eat. <laughs> and I think that's what you should do, too. <laughs> Due to COVID-19, I haven't been able to get out and champagne and campaign and go whole court at my favorite restaurants. How has COVID-19 affected you as a restaurateur and a business owner? It's been devastating. And and thank you again for supporting Wyo. I know that it's, it's near the ESPN offices. And whenever I get a, a text, I'd be like, oh man, Jalen, visiting our restaurant. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that. Because I've been a huge fan of yours ever since you were a player and all the way to Michigan to your, your transition to being one of the best hosts out there. So I very much love being able to serve you. And and the problem is we're facing an extinction event. And, Mm. you know, restaurants are banks. People just don't see it. Like 90% of the money that goes into a restaurant immediately goes out to the bakers, the florists, to the community at large. And if restaurants close, man, we're going to have some very negative repercussions. And, We've had to shut down our restaurants. We did it proactively before anyone had to, really. And and we've reopened a bunch of them. Uh, We had to close two, which is sad and depressing. But, you know, it's our time to make lemonade. And there's no opportunity anymore to feel bad about yourself because everybody in the restaurant industry has been dealt a crap hand. And the reality is, unfortunately, if we don't get help from the government, You're going to see mom and pop shops all the way up to the fanciest restaurants. A lot of them aren't going to recover. So it's the have and have nots. But in this world today, what isn't, you know, about the have and have nots? For me, I started to realize as I became an adult, the interaction I got in school amongst my classmates, it seemed like I started to get, once I got older, I started hanging out at happy hours and going to restaurants. How about people who used to get that experience like myself 
And now we're, we seem sort of deprived of that lifestyle version of what it's like to be at a restaurant and enjoy your friends and just the atmosphere. Yeah, man, I miss that. I hope one day soon that we'll be able to do that. That is that's one of the best parts of living is to be able to eat something delicious or not even something that's good, just to hang with your friends, drink something delicious, talk shit. You know, it's it's I miss that so much. And yeah, you can do that in your backyard and hang with other people. But being able to do that in restaurants, particularly, say, New York City, like, come on, man, that, that's what makes New York City the best city in the world, because the dining culture, if you can't congregate with people, man, it's it's hard to it's hard to be positive about staying in, indoors all the time, you know? 